Why are you alive today? Now, a person in my profession would tell you that you're alive right now because God has willed this, that the God who created you, who formed you, now sustains your life until that fateful day when he calls you home to be with him forever. I'm sure a doctor would tell you that you're alive today because your heart is beating, it's pushing blood to every part of your body. In our, in our lives, if our heart begins to be, if it has a blockage, it's then that maybe we need to have an extremity amputated or we have to have bypass surgery. And when the heart stops pumping blood, life ceases. The heart is the source of our livelihood. It's the source of our life. But the heart could also be said to be the source of emotion, a place that all these emotions of our lives come out of. We say that our heart is in something if we're passionate about it. There was an elderly couple that my family knew, and the husband was in very good health, but the wife had very advanced dementia. And so the wife was in a nursing home, and every day this husband would go and would visit his wife. And then there came one day when he didn't show up. And the nursing staff at the nursing home became quite alarmed, wondering, where is he? Why isn't he here? So they call the children. And the children go to the home, and they find that he had passed away in the night in his sleep. For the wife with dementia, it was very hard for her to understand that her husband was no longer alive, that her husband would no longer visit her each day. And just three months after that, she passes away. Perhaps we could say she died of a broken heart because she no longer saw the love of her life, the one constant that she had. The heart is the source of emotion. It's the source where we show our love and our gratitude. At times, though, in the heat of the moment, though, our heart might be filled with anger. It might be filled with rage or bitterness, pride or jealousy, envy, lust. Sometimes our heart might be closed off and we don't allow God to work in our lives. In the spiritual life, a closed heart, an angry heart is not good. We want our heart to be open and to be receptive to whatever God wants to give us. We want a loving heart, a generous heart, an open heart, a humble heart, a truthful heart a pure heart. And I think that's what our liturgy proposes for our consideration today. In the, first, or in the opening prayer of the Mass, we heard this, God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name. Put into our hearts the love of your name is what we prayed for. And then we went right into that first reading from the book of Deuteronomy. And we heard it said that, we should, that Moses says, Hear the statutes and decrees that the Lord is giving you. Hear the statutes and decrees. That's how we love the Lord. But when we say hear, we might think we're talking about with our ears, to hear what God is saying. But we could also say that hearing with the ear of our heart, to incline our heart towards what God is saying, this is what St. Benedict, one of the great founders of Western monasticism, wrote in his rule. 
He called together a group of men to live in community, to pray together, to work together, and he wrote a rule for their life. The very first words of that rule says this, listen carefully, my child, to your master's precepts and incline the ear of your heart. Receive willingly and carry out effectively your loving father's advice that by the labor of obedience you may return to him to incline the ear of our heart to what God wants to say to us right now, right here at this Mass. In our Gospel today from St. Mark, we heard that from within people, from within their hearts, come evil thoughts, unchastity, murder, malice, deceit, etc., etc., etc. From within the heart, these evil things can come. Now, contrast that with one of my favorite verses in the Scriptures, which comes from the Gospel of St. Matthew, in which Jesus says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our heart, then, has the capacity for good, or it has the capacity for evil. It's what we put in is what's going to come out. If our heart is thinking evil things or does evil things, it's perhaps because we're not immersing ourselves in what is true and what is good and what is beautiful. What happens in the spiritual life is truly what you do put in is what's going to come out. So if I'm hanging out with a lot of negative people or if there's a lot of negative people in my circle of friends, when I'm with them, I'm probably going to be more negative as a result because as I'm surrounded by them, what comes in is going to come out. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If that abundance is evil thoughts, that's what's going to come out. In my own life, I found that when I don't give God enough time in prayer, if I've prolonged my practice of the sacrament of penance, that I begin to experience unrest within my soul. And when I get back on track, when I have that prayer life again, when I go to confession, God begins to fill me with grace. And from that, from that abundance, it's then that my heart begins to speak again the things of God. This past Friday, the church celebrated the memorial of St. Augustine of Hippo. St. Augustine is one of the great converts of Catholicism. When he, or he was living a life astray from the church. His mother Monica prayed every day that he would return to God, that he would come back to the church. He was living with a woman who he wasn't married to, and this troubled her greatly. But on one day, God heard her prayer, and Augustine heard the great preacher St. Ambrose, and then was baptized, and then eventually became a priest, a bishop, a great thinker of Christianity. He wrote in his confessions, his autobiography, that my heart is restless until it rests in God. That's the desire of a heart that's created by God. That's the desire that's given to us by God, to be with God. It's why Jesus says elsewhere in the gospel, come to me, you who are heavy of heart, and I will give you rest. If you want rest in your own lives, if you want to rest in God, if you want a holy heart, a loving heart, a generous heart, a pure heart. Let me propose three simple ways for us be, to begin to experience that in our lives. The first is, every preacher will say it is prayer. We need to be people of prayer. 
It's when we begin to talk to God on a daily basis in our own lives that then that begins to flow out into our conversations with others. That what we say to God becomes the fruit of our conversation for other people. Peace will overflow into our relationships. If your heart is anger, if you're bitter, angry, upset, unsettled, give it to God. Let your heart express the desire, the emotions of your heart to God. Allow him to heal you. That's what we do in prayer. The second is go to confession. It's there that God forgives all these things that weigh us down, that plague us. So often we talk about body cleanses or organ cleanses. The sacrament of penance is what cleanses our spiritual lives. It cleanses our hearts in the spiritual life. So that then from the abundance of the heart, our mouth can again speak the praises of God. And thirdly, read the scriptures. Read the gospels. I'm not telling you to go home tonight and read it cover to cover, but to start with just a few verses each and every day. It's from the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks, and so if our lives are filled with the word of God, that's what we're going to start speaking. One of my favorite saints is St. Bernard of Clairvaux. St. Bernard is called the mellifluous doctor, that is the honey-sweet doctor And he earned this title because his writings are laced so much with the scriptures. That he was a person who read the scriptures so much, prayed with them so much, that he could barely speak without quoting the word of God. That's what it means to be a doer, to be a hearer of the word. That's what St. James exhorts us, to be doers of the word, but we can't be doers if we first don't hear, if we first don't read the word of God. It's not enough for us to simply be a Christian on Sunday morning while we're here at Mass. We must take what we receive then and go out into the world. That's precisely what we'll do at the end of Mass. We'll commission you. We'll say, go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. That's what we want you to do, to be doers of the word in your homes and in your families and your workplaces. And all these people in your lives then will see this. And they too will want to become doers of the word. It begins with you and me. All of society, every one of our hearts are restless until they rest in God. Whether we know it or not, we desire God. Our hearts might be closed or angry or prideful or bitter. But God wants to remove that because the heart is the source of life. So our hearts should become one with the heart of Jesus to allow our hearts to beat in unison so that wherever we go, it's Jesus who is loving through us. It's Jesus who is speaking through us. When we have that unity of our hearts with the Lord, it's then from the abundance of our heart that the mouth will speak. And then you'll become a doer of the word in your home, with your family, and in your workplace, wherever you go.